0: and a warm welcome to Smashing Secrets feng shui. We're your hosts, my name is Chloe
1: and I'm Joe and we're a mother and daughter duo.
0: This show is for all of those that are interested in feng shui including those with no previous experience but would like to learn how you can improve your life and your successes even more than you're doing already.
1: That's right. This is the show for you because we're going to be breaking down the secrets of feng shui, making the principles much more accessible. This is so you can make your good luck better and make your bad luck smaller. And we're going to discuss how to do that with all the other interesting facts and features of feng shui and everything in between. I hope you enjoy listening.
0: Hi mom, how are you?
1: <laughs> Hello, darling.
0: <laughs> you having a nice day?
1: I am. It's a bit new. Today's a new day and it's spring <laughs> yeah. equinox, so
0: that's yeah, good timing. That's true. I don't think I can say that word, let alone spell it.
1: <laughs> I had to equinox. look it up myself. Equinox. Equinox. And it's actually, actually it's quite interesting because, in terms of feng shui, if um, you imagine the yin and yang symbol, yeah. this is where the dark energy is now starting to give way to the accelerating light. And it's at a midpoint. So the spring equinox is now officially becoming more spring. So we- That's
0: interesting. So does that mean we're like visually like met- metaphorically like if we're moving and if we look at the yin yang symbol are we going from the black side into it's, the white side
1: exactly exactly the white side is now increasing we're going to have <laughs> more more warmth more light yeah more growth more expansion so in terms of us doing this this is really good because this is the time of fertile ground erupting with new beginnings and new things. So this is new for me, and I know it's not so new for you, but it's new that you and I are doing it.
0: Yeah, well, that's all pretty exciting. I'm looking forward to it being warmer and brighter. Brighter. Been... <laughs> I think we all are. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, this winter I've just hibernated in my bed but with an electric blanket that you bought and And the cat yeah
1: I was trying to do that to stop the cat from stealing all the food in the bin and getting um, himself tummy troubles
0: yeah no he still does so I
1: I didn't realize that you would also (laughs) lounge like a lizard
0: (laughs) yeah I I have been aspiring to lounge like a lizard
1: honestly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my, my intention was to really give it to the cat but i'm happy yes. that you're
0: warm <laughs> the cat's just like an extra hot water bottle for me really that's why we bought him <laughs> so let's actually talk about the podcast mm. and today's episode and that's where i'm asking you the most basic question What is feng
1: shui? Feng shui is literally uh, trans. uh, The words feng shui literally mean. (laughs) I'm glad
0: that we're doing this podcast.
1: (laughs) I think you're going to have to introduce it a bit more basically, so I can get ready because I wasn't ready. (laughs) I was like literally translate. (laughs) Translate. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is it Chinese? Well, feng shui literally translate as wind and water. And these are things that bring life. For example, wind is another way of saying wind is air, the currents of air. And without air, everything would cease to exist. And um, the same for water. Water mm. gives life. And without water, it might take a little bit longer, but life will cease to exist. And they also show the currents of energy, the the movement that is in all things, and that's the life force. So Feng Shui is actually a term that covers all of that really. It covers the life force and of the currents that or the understanding the currents of that life force. Feng shui particularly is the life force of the earth and the energy that animates from the ground, from buildings, from from everything on the planet. If that's a little bit too sort of broad, then imagine that how different it would feel living on top of a mountain and that kind of environmental impact that will have compared to living, say, on a beach and having that environmental influence. Or living in a city, and it could be a crowded city or it could be a little country village. They're all going to have an environmental influence and impact us accordingly. So by looking at feng shui, by looking Mm -hmm. at the currents in the air and in the natural curves of the earth brought on by water, then we can actually measure the um, impact of those influences and compare them to the energy influences that we have as individuals, as people, and look for compatibility, look for harmony. And if there is harmony, great, let's boost it. And if it's if it's conflicting or, or disadvantaged, then we look at ways of changing that because we can change earth luck. Like we can move, we can change countries, we can change properties, we can change locations, we can change the interior. We can change our minds about things. There's all sorts of tools that we can use. But the first step is to identify that influence, identify the environment and, and look at it.
0: When you say, so it translates as air and water, what about the other core elements? So there's metal and fire what's what's so significant about
1: okay so so that so that's you, you that's you going a little bit ahead so so first of all feng shui is only one aspect of something known as the three treasures or the three realms or the trinity of luck and feng shui is one of them but there's there's actually two others so this is where I normally say to clients about the difference in, in luck. So people just assume that there's two types of luck, good luck and bad luck, so yin luck and yang luck. And um, actually that's not true. So feng shui is, is also known as earth luck, that's a third of our luck, but we've also got heaven's luck, that's a third of our luck, and we've also got man luck. So um, by understanding our heaven's luck, and that's the energy that was available to us at that moment of birth, we can't change that, but we can we can read it. We can identify it. We can measure it in terms of the elements that you, you brought up and look at their yin and yang values, but we can't change that. So if you imagine that a third of our luck is, um, is already predestined, we can see the pattern that animates from that moment. So we can measure it. We can look at how it's going to affect us in terms of good luck and bad luck, in what what aspects of that luck, whether it's going to be health, wealth, relationships. But we can measure it. We can't change it, but we can measure it. So if we assume out of that third, the half of that's going to be positive, half of that's going to be negative. but We can't change it, but we can understand it. Then we look at how that impacts on our environment. So a third of our luck is heaven's luck. Another third of our luck, so another 33% of our luck, is coming from the environment. And that's something that we can change. We have the ability to move and use different locations to our advantage or disadvantage, as the case may be for some. And then we look at man luck, which is another third. That's another 33% of our luck at any given moment is within our control. We can change our minds. We, we Every second of every day, we're making choices. So by understanding how our choices impact on our, and have consequences, impact on our lives and, and how our actions result in consequences, we can use our own choices to our advantage. So that's something else we can change. So even if our heaven luck is giving us bad luck, so we're in that, that downward spiral, we can't change, you know, what do we do? any moment even in the even when you're at the worst possible level you can be you're on the bottom can it get any further you still have at any moment up to 66% of the ability and control over your luck to change it for the better you can change your environment you can change your mind and you can change the the result you can change your fate you can change your destiny so that's one of the things that I think is really important when we consider feng shui is, is what does, not just what does it mean, but how does it work? What, what are the ingredients? What do we need to understand to make it beneficial? How can we use this now? It's, it's not just about theory. It's about practical application. It's about changing your luck for the better. Up to two-thirds of your luck is within the, your power to change. You are in charge.
0: That's certainly good to know. Was um, that a bit long, though? <laughs> that was a lot of information. Thank you. I'm just trying to decompress that now. <laughs> so we have the ability to change our the way, our perspective of how we look at things because there's always two thirds that we can play around with. Yeah, Maybe we don't know and it. Well,
1: even more than that, because if you're, say, you're in good luck you can boost that so when you think of that first third of heaven's luck so 33 percent well half of that's going to be sixteen and a half. So say you're in a period of good luck so you've already got 16 and a half percent advantage over somebody who's in bad luck. but then if you use your environment and boost that, so that it's also in turn supporting you, you make the right decisions at the right time, that's using your heaven's luck to find out when the right time is, then you've got actually not just 66%, but you've got that other 16 on top. So now we're looking at over 80%. We're looking at 82.5% of your luck is within your power to shape and mould in any which way you desire. By, it's very promising well yeah and anybody can do it everybody can do it well
0: that was actually going to be my next question can anyone do it? Yeah. what do you need to practice this well
1: the I think for me the first thing would be to identify the heaven's luck and to look at the barsi that's that's the process of measuring that is saying about a person so you you find out really how how much yin and yang energies they are, what the elements are, are those elements working in harmony together? Are they conflicting with each other? How would I in- increase harmony between conflicting stars? Because otherwise, that person will have a tendency to be quite destructive, or quite negative, even to themselves or others.
0: This is this is all within the bazi.
1: Yeah, yeah. What
0: exactly so, is that for people that aren't sure?
1: That's your heavens luck. So the heavens luck is that moment where a person is born, and at that exact moment, you can measure the stars that were available. So in Chinese astrology, for simpler terms, but you measure. The, the the energies that were available, so the heavenly stems and the earthly branches for the year, the month, the day and the hour of birth. And once you've got that, you can actually map out everything.
0: Mm. And that we have done plenty of (laughs) times together. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, mom, I just made a new friend. I think we are all a bit guilty of doing that one way or another.
1: I say nothing.
0: (laughs) So... So looking at the question, can anyone do it? You have to calculate your own barzy, yeah, your own chart. And there's
1: lots of ways of doing it. I mean, there's lots of, there's books, there's um, lots of people like me that can do it. There's stuff on YouTube. There's um, lots of courses now. Joey Yaps just introduced a new bazoo course, I believe. And um, he's a very good teacher. So it makes it very accessible.
0: So. Not many people know their time of birth. Is that an issue? Does it make it less efficient?
1: I mean, if I've got it, brilliant. But if not, there's, you still need, if you've got the day, the month and the year, you can still do really good work. Definitely.
0: Do you not need to know where that person is born. Yeah,
1: I think the location is important, but like my teacher said, a stick in the sand at midday is still in China is still midday if the stick's in the UK. So, he's, so I don't convert it. I mean, some people do, but um oh, I see yeah. What you mean. So
0: you you look at the wherever they're born, the local time yeah. that they're born. Yeah, yeah,
1: right.
0: Okay, that I makes do sense.
1: know others that convert it to sort of GMT time, but my teacher. Raymond Lowe suggested not to do that. And I've never had bad results by not converting the time. And also, I think the location is important when you um, look at the feng shui, uh, really important. But I think for barzi, particularly in modern times, people can, it's very easy for people to move around. And so I always consider the time at local time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't actually, um, I knew that you, It can be very important to and useful to have the time of birth, but I never considered that it would actually be local time, but it makes so much sense.
1: If you really, really, really want to have an edge, you should take into consideration the heaven's luck, the man luck and feng shui, because they're all... Working in harmony with each other. So by by focusing on one, you're still going in sort of slightly, slightly on the back foot because you haven't got that individualist sort of experience. You're you're doing it as more of as a as a general layer. But even a general layer is going to be important because if you're if you understand that your environment is impacting and influencing your all aspects of your life, then by addressing that and making your environment the best it can be to your own intuition and instinctive needs, you probably are subconsciously tapping into your man luck.
0: The man luck, is that more like your physical surroundings?
1: No, man luck is about your decisions. It's about um, choices that we make. It's about your perspective. You've got this concept of energy will flow to where your attention goes so if you've got somebody that's um, got a very natural positive sunny bright character who's quite open quite warm they're naturally going to attract others to them now sometimes that energy is going to attract some negative influences like jealousy and we can and, and we can be predestined to experience that as, as I'm sure Hugh and I both have, have had.
0: <laughs> but um, that's right. I'm bright.
1: <laughs> but you know the, the, the thing is if it's obvious, I think it's obvious, but maybe not somebody that's more pessimistic or more negative in or say has their glass more half empty is more likely to encourage, more situations that prove that glass is half empty. Whereas somebody mm. who is a naturally more positive, I mean, that's, that's only one side of man luck. So that's the person's perspective, but it is relevant. So your person's perspective is is important, but also the choices we make. So when we're faced with opportunities, do we grab those opportunities and run with them? Or are we feeling so sorry for ourselves that we don't see them? By activating our man luck, by switching ourselves on, and being aware of our environment, anticipating Mm. opportunities
0: because we're being in the present moment. Yeah,
1: there's a lot to do with that. But even past and future events all can be enhanced by our perspective. So we can, when we go, say we've had a trauma, and you 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 relive that trauma. It could be the trauma of a breakup or an argument with a friend or it could be something quite subtle, but it, to us, it has an impact. We have felt some emotional, we felt hurt perhaps. Now, when we revisit that feeling, and if we revisit that feeling or that, that trauma over and over and over and over and over again, then it's going to become stronger. It's going to become bolder. It's going to become more influential because we're energizing it. We're feeding it. And by feeding it, it becomes more important. Now, say that's Impacting and creating a negative pattern within us. So that next time we encounter a similar um, situation, our subconscious is going to kick in. And it's going to, hang on a minute, we've been here before, we got hurt. So let's shut this down and we're going to react accordingly. So if we change our minds on that particular trauma, say we reimagine it, reimagine the ending, even if that ending didn't strictly happen, but we influence our perspective by imagining it did. So say you had that split up with your boyfriend, but instead of both storming off in a half, you actually you take you reimagine it as having um an ending where you agree to be friends. Then not only will you stop the suffering, but you can stop that negative influence impacting on future relationships. So you're not gonna sabotage new new relationships. You in fact when you carry that negativity around you, people actually pick up on it. It's can you give off a subtle influence? It's basically saying, back off. I'm not interested. Yeah, you put your
0: guard up. Yeah.
1: So that's all man luck. So we all are a bit guilty of that. There's all been experiences in our life that have impacted on our future selves, but we can change it.
0: How do people find out about the Earth like? Okay, so I think the
1: first thing is to look at the principles of feng shui because that makes more sense rather than me banging on about it. If you imagine, first of all, energy, another word for energy would be chi or life force. That's in everything. Everything, even things that don't appear to change like mountains, they all have the ability to change. And in the term of a mountain... We could say it's it's evolves through weathering. Every time it rains or snows, some somewhere on that mountain, a little bit of sediment is washed away, or a, sure. that's you know. So even mountains change.
0: How does that reflect into people?
1: In the same way you'd measure someone's barzi, you use the same principles to measure a location's feng shui. So the first thing is to understand that there's chi. So chi, if you imagine, is a thing, one thing is energy, but that energy can be described in lots and lots and lots and lots, millions and millions and millions of different ways. In fact, there's um, the book Dao De Jing, which is um, by Lao Tzu, which means literally old master. But it, the Dao De Jing has this poem which says, "From one, there's two; from two, there's five; from five, there's all thousand things." I do need to check that note to self.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "That's that's a weird way of counting to one to five. Well,
1: it's because you've got energy, first of all. So you've got one. If you take that energy and look at duality or polarity, so yin and yang, so you've got a positive and a negative. So everything can be broken down into one, it's an object, and then you can look at its yin and yang value. When you've got the yin and yang value, you can further identify the five elements and their yin and yang value. So if you've got five elements, you've got the, they're just descriptions of energy, elemental forms of energy. So you've got yin and yang fire, yin and yang earth, yin and yang metal, yin and yang water, yin and yang wood, and yin and yang fire. So all of those are ways of describing energy. So we use yin and yang and we use the five elements for identifying the patterns of energy that were available at that person's time of birth, but also identifying the location, the environment, measuring. So a mountain, for example, would carry Yang Earth, big earth, whereas an ocean or or living by the ocean would carry more Yang water, big water, living in a very Natural environment with lots of trees or meadows and fields would carry more wood energy. Yang wood would be more tree-like if you're living in a forest compared to yin wood, which is more um, small wood, so fields or meadows, that sort of thing. A very cold environment like icy or snow, icebergs, you've got metal, that sort of thing. So you can look and, and and you can't have 100% of one and you can't have every, there's going to be variations. That's what brings us all the diversity in the world is the fact that you've got mm. such complex
0: patterns of in- energy that create everything. These elements within people, they're in their... Month, day and year.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the heavenly stems and earthly branches for a person's year, month, day and hour of birth can all be measured in the yin and yang values of the hev- of the um, five elements. And one way of saying it is the heavenly stems and earthly branches. So you've got heavenly stems, which you've got 10 heavenly stems, which are yin and yang of the f- five elements. And you've got 12 earthly branches, which are combinations of heavenly stems they're all so they've got patterns in there but they've been compressed and so the ancient chinese gave them animal characteristics and i believe originally they were around 72 but as time yeah yeah, yeah there were lots of different variations but as time's gone on it's been simplified into 12 so you've got 12 animals which represent the 12 months of the year and so um right. you get pat- yeah sense. you get patterns
0: is this right, the three luck pillars, which is man, heaven, and earth? They're like three
1: realms or the trinity of luck. The, three, yeah.
0: the Trinity of Luck. Mm-hmm. That is a more in-depth vision of what Feng Shui is. And it's yeah. is that you can you can find those all by looking at your barsi your chart. Your and chart
1: will give you your heavens luck, will give you the map. Okay. The earth energy will be your Will be the route you take on that map, okay? And you are the driver. You're the vehicle. The, the, the and that's the man. Yeah, man luck is is the person okay. that enables these things to all come together. And if you imagine it, you're half spirit, so of heaven, and you're also half your physic, your physical, so your earth. So the point where the heaven meets the earth is actually in in the middle. And if they the ancient Chinese call it Dan Tien, and that's a, a focal point. So when you meditate or do deep breathing, and we can go into this later, if you imagine just below the navel, you've got a, a point in deep inside, so in the middle of your body, just below the navel, you've got a sensitive area called Dantian, and that's used as an energy center, pulling down all the chi from heaven, lifting up all the chi from earth and cultivating it. And that's more to do with Taoist practice. But Is that a chakra? Chakras are also energy centers, and there's a lot of information about chakras, but that's more coming from um, a more of an Indian school, which does okay. overlap actually with the Chinese. It's quite interesting, and I believe that's because of the Silk Route where... You would have people traveling from India into China along the Silk Route and they would be swapping stories of influence and and magic and culture and all these different things. But I just want to point out, feng shui is not a magic trick. There is a science to it. It's not just a belief system. It's something that actually does work, physically work.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, in my own lifetime, you've always been a feng shui consultant and I can see that you have change people's perspectives you change people's lives and it's it's very evident and when people say they don't believe in feng shui i'm like well why <laughs> why not <laughs> like i've i've literally seen it work and I, I can see it work in my own life i can see it work in anyone that really mom talks to suddenly they they understand it and they're benefiting from it and you can switch somebody's mind on it yeah
1: i think you're right why not try it you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's been around for thousands of years. And there's a reason.
0: One of the questions I've got, and it's, it's sort of to do with this, is this um, topic is it's looking at people's like lay people's perspective. And if you say, uh, do you know what feng shui is? No, they would usually say, is it just arranging furniture in your room? And it's so much more than that. Yeah. If someone, if you, someone came up to you and they just said like, it's just a bit of arranging furniture, isn't it? What would you say? Um,
1: I would say that scratching the surface and that um, there's a bigger application. But, you know, you can make a difference by arranging your furniture. But if you can expand on that, so say somebody's limited in the amount of scope they have to change things. First of all, I would say change your mind on that and just imagine you've got more influence than you think and think big. And imagine mm. what would you like? What would you like to achieve in five years, two years? You know, find somebody to open up their mind, open up the, the the mind of possibilities, because from possibilities become probabilities. And once you've got probabilities and you start to shape your environment, so you shape your room to support those probabilities, things like gratitude boards or mind maps or to even to just having pictures of something that you can you can focus on, there's mm. ways in your there's areas in your room that will be power spots to boost it, and that's where feng shui comes in. But first of all, expand your mind to think that you do have more influence available to you than you think you do, and that's the trinity of luck. You've got up to about eighty percent, or say between sixty six to eighty percent. At any time you can change from a negative to a positive.
0: That's really good. Yeah, I suppose you just need to be more people should maybe be more open-minded about these sort of things. But also more optimistic, more positive things. Yeah, optimistic. Thinking. I, I feel like there is a bit of fear, like the feeling of fear that people are afraid that there could be other options that they're not tapping into. And they are losing potential of doing these things. And that, that is a bit of a fear. It's the fear of unknown, isn't it? Yeah. You don't know something. You don't really want to engage with it. But I always think um, for having the best, I think you need to also have
1: a balance. It's like being in the centre of a, of a wheel. The centre of a wheel is hollow. If you can be empty so that when external things happening, you're not going from the real highs and the real lows. If you were just to focus on the fear of missing out and grab every opportunity, then you're going to scatter your energy. You're not going to get the full benefit. You're going to be so distracted by everything that's going on. So I would see that as being too yang. I'd see that person being on the, instead of being incented and grounded, I would see that person literally going through a very wide range of different experiences, but all at the same time, not really fully enjoying them or, or participating because there's too much going on. I think it's it's actually better to have a balance. So, I think that's again where we measure somebody's heaven's luck, and we 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 can we can actually get a timing, and an idea, a concept of what's going on. So, say for example, I'm a water person. So, what do you mean by that? So, I was born on a day and a month where the water energy was in season. And I was born during a year where the metal energy was governing. So metal supports water. So it means that my water energy not only was in season, but it was it was strong and supported. So I don't really need any more water energy. If I have more water energy, then I start going into excess. And that means if you imagine the yin and yang symbol, I start now moving into um, something that's a little bit out of balance. So for me... I know that by increasing my, say, wood energy, I can draw up that water and give it a direction, give it a purpose. So for me, that's work, but also the type of work. So if I if I use the the wood energy, say, for working with plants or for working in publishing, for example, these are, are sort of industries that of more suitable is a wood elemental industry. So these were very suitable for me, but so is health working in the health industry, which is something that I do. And then I could also perhaps look at the earth energy as giving my water some containment. So looking at property, looking at the environment, well, that's where my feng shui work comes in because that that d- d- balances me. So by doing feng shui, and by concentrating on health and well-being for others, because my water energy is so strong, that means other similar people. So others means that I'm able to rebalance that excessive energy. I'm able to give it an outlet. But then you get some people that are very weak, and so they're very insecure. So I would look at ways. Is
0: that represented in like the being yin? Not, no, no, it's
1: about whether or not their energy. So say you've got a person that's uh, got a fire energy, but they're born at a time when it's, um, say, autumn, so it's metals. So they're born in a season that's not supportive. It doesn't support their, their master element. So then these people may have some insecurities about their resources. They may not have been able to study well at school, They and they feel like a little bit challenged. So they're going to overcompensate for that insecurity in other ways. So I would look at balancing that in the feng shui. So I would give that. I would look at activating the south, to give them more confidence. How
0: do you activate a south? Is that south in their house? Yeah. So
1: I'd measure the. I'd first of all see what flying stars they've got. I'd measure their chart, get an idea of um, what their strengths and weaknesses are, and then find the the areas in the home that correspond to the charts that are overly strong or overly weak. And then I would recommend things. So, for example, for activating the south, I may suggest that they use something that is stimulating, like um, something that uses sound waves, like a TV or a radio, Maybe something that is actually physically moving like a clock or a fan or even a light, source, a light source or a heat source. All of these will encourage the fire element, which in turn, as the person sitting in that environment, will absorb that added energy. And so from having nothing, suddenly they've got an influence that's, that's nurturing them. But also I could encourage them to put pictures up of friends and family, people that, that mean something to them. And we look at the placement of that as well. We know that fire needs fuel. So we look at the wood aspect of their home. Is that strong? Is that weak? Is that in a good position? Or is that a toilet or a bathroom or a kitchen? Is that wood energy constantly being destroyed? Is that influence allowed to grow? There's all sorts of things you can look at in terms of helping Mm. people. But the first step is to actually want to help people because by helping others, you actually are also helping yourself.
0: And that is, Bonjour.
1: no, that's man luck. <laughs>
0: that's all man yeah luck. man luck is about your choices
1: about you. what do, are you a good person or are you a negative ninny that's moping around waiting for somebody to sort you out? I mean, you don't want to be passive. you want to be somebody that takes action, who's who's got a direction mm. that's got a focus, who knows what they want. once that you've got that once that step's taken, then you look at you can look at your environment and your heavens luck to find out more. That's because it's going to help you. It's going to be a tool. But if you're not bothered, mm. if you just like don't care, then yeah, your energy is going to be scattered accordingly, and you know stuff could happen. But it's more likely to be stuff that's going to try and challenge you to wake you up to sort of say, mm. oh,
0: "Come on." <laughs> I really like the way that you describe the elements and how they communicate with each other and how they balance each other out. And it's almost um hypnotic hearing you hearing you talked about your own chart. And it just makes me just want to self indulge and to be like, right, well, talk about my chart. Now. <laughs> I can, I can. <laughs> and well I will not I w I won't I won't bore the listeners <laughs> with that, but I'm sure the listeners are probably thinking like, Oh, I I I quite like that myself. Yeah. And that is, that is something that you do as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely, absolutely, and um, and I'm more than happy to to
1: help people find out. I mean, there's lots and lots of books that will talk about the um, animal year of birth, but they, they, but for say that year, that animal, say say somebody's born year of the dog some books won't actually explain is that there's five different types. You've got a metal dog, a water dog, a wood dog, a fire dog, and an earth dog, and they're all different. And they will all carry different energies. And so you also need to look at the month of birth. So if, if if that person was born in spring, that could be very harmonious for that star because the dog absolutely loves the tiger and the rabbit and they combine really well. Also loves the horse combines really well but it changes the influence it changes the pattern so yeah I definitely would people that want to really practice this definitely find somebody that can measure the day the hour ideally the month and year of birth because once you've got those then everything else starts to fall into place if you if you haven't got those then yeah practice feng shui and you'll get you will make a difference but if you can really go into it Individualize it. Really find what makes you tick. What what's the element that makes your is represents your wealth and prosperity? What's the element that represents your health? And what's the element that represents your relationships? And then look at your if your relationships good and strong, brilliant. But maybe your health's a bit on the low side. So let's look at ways of boosting that. And the same for um, career. Some people have had lots of changes in career or lots of things happen within the career that perhaps hadn't been considered and now that things or now and when or when things change rather than being helpless let's look at let's look at the feng shui is there something in the environment is is have you got a toilet in that part of your home are you flushing your career down the toilet <laughs> in effect so um, yeah. so my job is would be to come in and just help people just identify the, the yin and yang of the five elements that they were born with and identify the yin and yang of the five elements in their environment. But the, the purpose of this podcast is to help people do it themselves. So I'm there in the background, but if everybody could understand or if people who want to learn about this and start applying it, in real terms, then I think it's going to be really beneficial. I think it can really help people and they can help their friends, they can help their family. And, and, and it's also about awareness. I think that's really important because that's man luck by increasing someone's awareness of them themselves and also of their environment, then they can actually help others just by making that environment better. We all know what it's like Mm. to be in an office with somebody that's miserable it, it impacts on everyone or somebody is overly aggressive every everyone else you, that person's only got to walk in the room and everybody else shuts up because they're going to be oh god
0: yeah that's right i suppose if you switch yourself on and yeah. have more positive vibrations when you talk to somebody else they're going to pick yeah, up on it and they're going to come to, they're going to be
1: warm they're going to come in they're going to offer their help i mean wouldn't the world be a better place if we had more of that So maybe that's Mm -hmm. the time. Now's the time to sort of think, well, that's not working. This isn't making me happy. How how can I make my life better? How can I make my family's life better? How can I help my best friend? You know, that's a much healthier practice. Also, as a side effect, you're going to boost your man luck. You're going to start making better choices.
0: Mm.
1: You're going to, by helping others, you help yourself. And it's, It's subtle, but it's true. And feng shui is one way to help yourself and help others.
0: And that's why you should listen and share this podcast. (laughs) Most importantly. That was a good rehearsal. Is that us done then? Yeah. I don't think that's a rehearsal. I think that's our first episode done.
1: (laughs) in all fairness we've not really explained much have we we've just we've just sort of gone into a sort of the concept of it if you like but i think that's you know that, that we can do more detail if people want to find out like you said you you think people might be interested in in finding out about themselves well i'm really open to anybody that wants to send in their date of birth and find out if if i mean i won't go into readings because that takes time but if anybody wants to find out what their self-element is and how that relates to them, they can just send in a, an email or a message and I'm happy to do it. And then if it starts getting silly, then um, I'll stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds interesting. That's a good idea. I'm just going to say thank you very much for your time today, Mother. It was nice talking and seeing you. <laughs>
1: It was lovely. I, I do waffle, so apologies for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed today's episode with me, Chloe Russell, and my mummy dearest. I don't actually call her mummy, I just want to say that now, it's <laughs> <laughs> Joe Russell. <laughs> there was like an Nicole awful Joe film Russell. called
1: Mummy Dearest, so yeah, let's scrap that.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, thanks. <laughs> um, if you enjoyed today's episode and you'd like to hear more of us rambling on, then give us a follow, share it to a mate and yeah, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Thank you.